This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Mike Slater. On the Blaze Radio Network. I said before the break that we only focus on the most shallow things possible. We focus on the easy to see things that separate us, things that make us different from each other. But if we would take the time, and I mean like three minutes, then we would notice the deeper things that we have in common. I, I, I paint this picture like this. Imagine there's 100 people in a, in a gymnasium. And just for the sake of this conversation, because of, in light of what happened the other day, uh, half are white, half are black. Okay? And someone says, all right, 100 people here, separate yourselves. Split into groups. Okay? What's going to happen? You're going to have 50 black people on one side, 50 white people on the other. Why? Why did everyone split up? Why did we split up along those lines? Because all we did was we look at the, looked at the easiest thing possible that separates us. The easiest thing that makes us distinct from someone else, and that's the color of your skin. It's the one thing, easiest thing to do. So we split up. All right, now we say, all right, everyone, uh, talk to each other for an hour. Just go ahead and talk. Talk to people. Because I firmly believe that everyone is going through something. Everyone's going through a thing at any given moment. Okay. But if we can talk to each other. So my dad died three years ago, three days ago. All right. So I talked to someone over here whatever the color of their skin is. And they say, yeah, man, my dad died a couple of years ago as well. Oh man, it's the worst, isn't it? We could talk. We can have a conversation here for a couple minutes. Okay. Now everyone does that. Every, all hundred people find someone in that room that they have something deeply in common with something that they can deeply relate with each other about. could be a loss. could be a goal. could be a wound from the past. could be a mission for the present, whatever it is, we talk, we find things that we have in common. Could be the kids you have, could be the passions, the interests, the hobby, whatever things you have in common. Now someone gets up with a hundred people and says, now separate yourselves. Uh, I don't, I don't even know how, why would I, I don't know how, like it's not obvious anymore how you separate yourselves. Because we've gotten past the shallow stuff, now we're into the deeper stuff, and it's like, well, I, don't, I mean, I don't, why would I separate? <laughs> There's no need to separate ourselves now. Do you see that? Do you see how that works? Like, that's what our country needs to do. Stop focusing on the things we're different. Focus on the things that we have in common. It's really easy to do, but we don't do that, and our kids today aren't being trained to do that because diversity is our strength. Our strength comes from diversity. No, it doesn't comes from our unity. They got it totally backwards. I mentioned the unity bridge in the last segment from last year after the Charlotte shooting. I want to play this one clip here. Um, This is one of the family members of one of the people who were murdered inside the church. Now this is on one side of the bridge. There's 15,000 people split up on either side of the bridge. So this is on one side of the bridge before they start walking over. Uh, I think the clip starts with a police officer handing the microphone off to, again, a family member of one of the victims. Check this out. Mr. Jay Johnson wants to speak a few words about unity. 
introduced me and you clapped. But I want you to give yourself a hand because look at the turnout, not only here, but I heard it's about 5,000 people on the other side of this bridge. Sending a message not only to the United States, but to the entire globe. That when you hear about Charleston, South Carolina, you have us mistaken. We are united as the human race. To this point, you have heard Black Lives Matter. Where is, come here a second, I'm going to do this here in Charleston. I'm going to do this right here. I am going to say this to you. Stand right here. Can you hold this for me? He takes it. It's not black sure lives that matter anymore. All lives. Matter. Takes off his sweatshirt. He's got a shirt underneath that says "All Lives Matter." And wherever you are, wherever you're hiding, whether it be behind a keyboard or a cell phone or in some dark cave somewhere, spewing your hatred, trying to keep us divided. We are the United States of America. Please stop there. That was uh, that was a year ago. So we need that message again. We need that message right now in Dallas. We need it all over the country. And we need to teach it to our kids. Plato said, um, as soon as one of them grasps what is said to them, the mother and father strive hard that the child may excel. And as each act and word occurs, they teach and impress upon the child that this is just and this is unjust. One thing is noble and another is base. One holy, another unholy. And he is to do this and not do that. Teaching, training, passing along that very concept missing from our culture today not the passing along but the idea that there is something that is noble and there is something that is not noble there is something that is holy and something that is unholy one thing is good and one thing can be bad we don't even live in that culture anymore because everything's relative we're told everything's relative who are you to judge who are you to say that's just not true So we need to believe it ourselves and then we need to pass it down to our kids. That's how we stop it. I know that's not satisfying, but it's the answer. Now, changing changing topics here slightly. Or should we talk about... Um, yeah, let me do this instead. This, this doesn't change it as much, this other point. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. gave a... So, so by the way, this battle, it's as old as time, Right? It's, it's peace versus violence. That's it. Early in the civil rights era, you had W.E.B. W. Du Bois and Booker T. Washington. Du Bois was more militant. Booker T. super peaceful. Then you got Malcolm X and MLK. Okay, same thing. It, it's, right, it, and we just choose. Like, every time we our country goes through this, there's a choice we have to make. Now, I don't know who's leading the movements today, but I don't even know if it needs leaders like they used to in the past. But the point is the choice remains. So MLK gave this sermon, 1956. And he talks about the difference between quiet 
and peace. And he tells a story of University of Alabama. And the day that the University of Alabama, or that a federal judge said that the University of Alabama had to admit black people, black students. So a girl was the first black student admitted to Alabama. So she shows up on campus and she was wildly abused. Crosses were burned, things thrown at her, a mob rushed her car. It was awful. So the university asked her to leave for her own safety. So they successfully kicked her off campus. The newspaper the next morning said things are quiet in Tuscaloosa today. There's peace on the campus of the University of Alabama. Quiet and peace. And Martin Luther King Jr., his point was, yeah, things are quiet, but that doesn't mean there's peace. (laughs) Those are different. Things may be quiet, but that doesn't mean the inherent underlying foundational problems are solved. Let me see if I can read this part here. Um, Let's see, where do I start? I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, let's do this. Jesus utters this. He says, think not that I am come to bring peace. I come not to bring peace, but a sword. And MLK says, certainly he's not saying that he comes uh, not to bring peace in the higher sense. What he's saying is, I come not to bring this piece of escapism, this piece that fails to confront the real issues of life, the piece that makes for stagnant complacency. Then he says, I come to bring a sword, not a physical sword. Just whenever I come, a conflict precipitated between the old and the new, between justice and injustice, between the forces of light and the forces of darkness. And I come to declare war over injustice. I come to declare war on evil. Peace, and this is the key point, peace is not merely the absence of some negative force. Peace is the presence of some positive force. Justice, goodwill, the power of the kingdom of God. Right, so quiet is just neutral, but peace is the presence of good. So his point was, in in the University of Alabama, there was no peace. There was quiet, but no peace. And I think we're in that world, that in that country still today, we're in that state, I should say. He said, a peace where there's still injustice or a peace where things are inherently broken is not peace. At best, it's a ceasefire, but it's not real peace. And I think for a long time, our country has been at, uh, we think we've been at peace, but not really. <laughs> right? It's just been quiet. And I'm not even talking about racially. I mean morally. There's been a moral war, and it's been very quiet. And it affects everyone of all races. I think of broken families, No fathers. Abortion, if you want to go there, just pervasive emptiness and brokenness. And that's why MLK said, you know, Jesus isn't saying he, he comes to bring the peace of escapism or the peace that fails to confront the real issues. 
So now I bring a sword because we're going to get down and dirty. We're going to get down to business here. We're going to separate good and evil. And I don't know if we're ready for it. <laughs> I don't know if we are ready to decipher and to distinguish between justice and injustice, between evil and goodness, because that involves making moral judgments and people don't feel comfortable doing that in our culture today. Right? We live in a culture where there's no individual responsibility, no accountability, no concept of these truths. It's just rampant narcissism, selfishness, and pride. So instead, battle lines are being drawn based on race, not based on the truth. Leaders think they're fighting for communities as opposed to fighting for what's right and what actually helps people. I'm so sick of communities, the this community, the that community. Stop. That's divisive. It's inherently divisive and destructive and damaging. I don't just want quiet. We need real peace, and that is the presence of of goodness. It doesn't come from government, I'll tell you that. Mike Slater. On the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.